anyways, I couldn't start the show off with the Facts of Life theme because um, YouTube's copyright stuff, and I just didn't feel like dealing with it. But um, I picked a young, I don't know how young she was, but young, younger than me probably, uh, girl up at the hospital and uh, she she didn't have anything really wrong with her I thought me I kind of joked with her at first I said you know did you have a, a little cold or something and uh, she's like no I, I sprained my finger or, you know my me and my ex-boyfriend were having a fight and he slammed the door and uh, hurt my finger and uh, it was kind of, kind of disheartening she was really cute you know African American girl not that that matters but just for um, descriptive purposes curly dark hair black hair natural curls um, if we hadn't picked her kids up I probably would have asked her out but we uh, stopped to get her kids, and, you know, she, it was, they were cute. They are adorable little boys. One was, I don't know, maybe four, three or four years old. <sighs> he didn't know, he wasn't old enough to wipe his own butt yet, but he could carry on a pretty good conversation. Uh, and yes, that was part of their conversation in my car. And then there was a, a baby that was... Uh, maybe toddler phase. I mean, he was walking, but he didn't talk. He just made like, you know, goo goo gaga babble and kicked the back of my seat a lot, which was kind of funny. Um, but, you know, it just, the whole thing, man, about, you know, she's trying to explain to her young son that, you know, you don't hit girls and stuff like that. Man, it's hard for. It, it, you know, you, I want to join in the conversation with her, but, you know, she's having a teaching moment with her son. A life lesson. And, um, you know, he didn't understand. He kept, when it came to her finger, you know, it was like, I think the, her middle finger, I know I'm flipping everybody off right now, was, uh, had a little splint down the front and then it was taped to the other finger to hold it steady um, and so you know just kind of overhearing this conversation about you know not you know you don't hit girls and, and stuff like that and, you know it's kind of hard to you know I mean I've seen it and been involved in it with you know, other people while I'm out working, um, and, you know, one time it was like, gosh, I sat in front of this frickin' house for, like, 45 minutes, I didn't even realize it, waiting on this woman to come out, and she, this day, she found out she was pregnant, and she's like, after three years of living here, I'm, 
I'm moving out. I'm moving away from him on the day I find out I'm pregnant. And, you know, she kept going back in and talking to him. And I'm like, just get in my car and come on. Just leave. Stop going back in and talking. And finally she said, you know, go. I'm just going to cancel the ride and take the cancellation fee. And I'm like, that's cool, you know. Like, whatever, you know. But, you know, I, I hope the best for this young lady. She was really cute, really cool. She seemed nice, you know. She just seemed like a nice person. You know, very, you know, cordial. And, you know, when, you know, she was, like, getting her kids and stuff, she was like, oh, I'm sorry you had to wait. And I'm like, that's no problem, you know, no big deal. And, you know, she was loading them up in the car. And she seemed real nice and she was real sweet with her kids. And, I mean, you know, after you've been you know, through a domestic incident with your ex-boyfriend. I mean, that would be like the time that, you know, somebody would probably be like on edge, you would think, or, you know, angry or, you know, in a foul mood. And she just was just nice, um, you know. And, you know, I was nice to her, of course, and nice to everybody, but... You know, when she, after she said she, you know, sprained her finger because her boyfriend slammed a door on it, or whatever, ex-boyfriend, I was, you know, turned, said, well, you know, I'm sorry to hear that. I hope you, you know, recover physically and emotionally from that. And she was like, thank you. And it just makes you think, you know, about stuff. And I know I was, uh, I meet a lot of people. You know, most of which are pretty cool. Um, I, I met four people today um, that were in town in the area for the uh, announcement of the new, uh, it's called Lord's Town Motors. And they're going to be building electric trucks, I found out, electric pickup trucks. And it's um, based off a GM uh, 1500 pickup truck body. It's got elect an electric motor. Well, it has four electric motors. Uh, hardly any moving parts to break. You know, each wheel has its own motor. And then under the hood is a battery. And, you know, it's basically they're targeting... Once they get some more investors, um, they're in the process of retooling the old General Motors Lordstown factory. And uh, they have to retool it, though, to uh, build these pickup trucks. It was, uh, the assembly line was made to build small cars. So they have to change things up. Uh, but they're also going to put in a factory that uh, could be a joint effort between um, LG, you know, the, the technology company LG and GM to build the batteries. They're going to build the batteries for these cars on site. So it's, 
you know, almost going to be 100% American made in Lordstown, Ohio, uh, as far as I know. Um, from what I gathered, I should say. Um, they couldn't tell me who all the investors were, but uh, GM is backing it in some form. They, of course, GM sold the plant itself to Lordstown Motors. Uh, and now they're looking for more investors, big investors that can put, you know, the millions and billions of dollars down. Uh, so this was, was kind of a soft opening for them. And they hope to have... Um, prototypes well they had a prototype that they showed today but they're they want to have the first you know prototype models go off the assembly line like in December or January um, so that's gonna be really great um, yeah if they're gonna build a plant on site to build the batteries for the car that's gonna be you know I don't know how long it'll take to build that, but it, you know it's going to be construction jobs for the area. And then uh, they said the factory would initially probably employ about 1,500 people, so it certainly could be uh, it's going to be a game changer when you know the Lordstown plant closed up initially uh, a couple years ago. Um, you know, douchebag Tim Ryan, the congressman up there was like, well, where's, come on, Trump, where are the jobs? I thought you were bringing jobs back to America. I'm not good at impressions. That's, that's like my impression of everybody. Um, you know, Tim Ryan's done jack for that district in so long er, that he's been congressman since, uh, Jim Traficant went to jail and, uh, Tim Ryan essentially had a race against uh, Trafficant ran as an independent from jail and then Ann Wilmer Benjamin the Republican that was a joke she was like pro-choice anti-second amendment and Ryan was pro-life because he was Catholic uh, he's since changed his stance but at the time he was pro-life uh, he was uh, pro Second Amendment, which I think he's changed on that too. So you know, he this is like, you know, it's a game changer for the area. It's going to bring life back to the city of Lordstown and all the cottage industries that lived off of uh, the the now defunct General Motors plant, and they were building cars people didn't want. You know, there Obama said that. This was going to be the factory that built the first electric car, the Chevy Volt. Well, Elon Musk and Tesla kicked the shit out of the Chevy Volt. Um, I, I can't wait to someday, somehow, get enough welfare checks to buy a, buy a Tesla. Um, but these trucks are going to be for uh, mainly commercial use, you know. Uh, you know, construction companies, uh, they're about $50,000, which is very affordable. 
a similar F-150 with like all the bells and whistles can cost you up to $70,000, man. And this, this truck's going to be all-wheel drive. The torque is going to be off the charts. It's over almost 700 horsepower. It's like 685 horsepower. So, and you know, the torque, the, you know, from like the time you hit the gas at a red light, it, it'll like peel out on you if you're not careful because the torque is like instantaneous because each wheel has its own motor, just like a Tesla. I mean, Teslas, if you're not used to driving them, you'll, you'll peel out, you'll chirp the tires uh, because the, the power goes straight to the wheel. There's no delay from the gas pedal to the gasoline engine to the wheels. I mean, it's all instant. So I, I thought that was a couple, that was kind of cool. You know, um, me and my wild and wooly adventures. Um, so there were some things in the news that caught my eye. Um, about the upcoming election and polls are like predicting Biden to trounce Trump now and you know polls in the swing states we're in June the economy is starting to get better but the media is like on Trump about this this death count for the virus and, you know, 2.2 million people were going to die, supposedly, with, even with mitigation. But now we found out that all these statistics are wrong. And I was in a little Facebook argument with some liberals telling me, oh, it's just going to be, you know, you don't know what you're talking about. I'm like, I'm reading scientific journals. I'm listening to doctors. You know, one's a supposedly a nurse, which is probably lying. Another one was called liberal some, like it wasn't even like a personal Facebook page. It was like a fan page and he had like a thousand followers. I think it was called liberal pussy or something. Uh, anyways, they personally attacked me and that's fine. They're retards. Um, I guess we're not going to say that we're on YouTube, but anyway. They're jerks. But, um, folk on Wall Street are supposedly battening down the hatches a little bit in the concern that Joe Biden is going to win. Um, let me read this article from, uh, CNBC. <coughs> I, I know what CNBC what's the C stand for anyways it stands for I need a drink of water uh, finance executives are bracing for Joe Biden to potentially win the presidency as Trump slides in national polls uh, the slide up here. Come on. I hate these websites. 
stop clicking on pop-up ads, okay, people? If we stop clicking on the pop-ups, they'd stop popping up. Uh, Wall, the headline there goes jumping again because of pop-ups. Uh, Wall Street executives brace for a potential Biden win, win as Trump fades in polls. I don't know what poll they're looking at, but the one I saw Saturday night with 12,000 people and another 12 million watching on online and on television, which I heard it was upwards of 20 million if you put uh, the news networks, pardon me, and the internet streams together, but whatever. Uh, Finance executives now bracing for potentially uh, Biden win. Various uh, current and former analysts, blah, blah, blah. Changes in tone and expectation, and in some cases, preparation for Biden presidency, uh, represent an about face for many executives who privately cheered Trump on or cheered on Trump's tax cuts in corporate and income taxes, along with his rollback of regulations. Many of them have traditionally projected more moderate leanings in public settings. Michael Novogratz, an investor, philanthropist, probably a liberal, said he has noticed a change from many of his wealthy finance friends who were convinced Trump would win because at the time the economy was humming and the market was consistently soaring. Well, it, it, the economy is humming again and the market is soaring again. But this is a current... You see, they're trying to scare us, people. The media has to scare you because, one, it sells newspapers and it drives ratings. Secondly, this fear-mongering is meant to deter Republican turnout or Trump voter turnout, which I doubt. Secondly, or third or fifthly, I don't know where I'm at on Lee's, but... uh, They want to influence people by making it look like Trump's doing a bad job. And now, you know, investors are worried, so you should worry. And what drives our market is consumer confidence as much as, you know, anything else. And they're trying to, you know, make you worry so you don't go out to the store, you don't spend money, um, you know, if movie theaters open back up or they survive this uh, fake crisis, global health crisis. Uh, you won't go to the movies and stuff. They may not even come back. Traditional movie theaters. Everything might end up being like streaming and downloads or streaming. Uh, millions of people in America were forced into unemployment and the market. Well, this, this is all over. Um, They say, while it's recovered from its steepest losses, remains in flux. Yeah, the market's always fluxed. Um, I'm no financial expert, but I can see and read. Um, Hell, I'm a financial expert. I'm expert of everything. Five months ago, I had dinner. This, uh, anyway, okay. Five months ago, I had dinner with 10 of the best investors. I was the only guy that thought Biden would win. Eight 
were for Trump, one was undecided, one Biden supporter. Well, that tells you right there he's an ultra-liberal. Why is he in finance? Uh, Navagratz said Thursday, I would think that group today would be a 50-50 split or 60-40 for Biden. Um, I think he's saying that they would, they think Biden's going to win. I would say those eight people are probably still going to vote for Trump. But he means they've changed their opinion of who's going to win. Or he thinks they do. They think that he thinks that they have. Uh, the preparation for Biden's presidency ranges from privately warning clients and affluent friends that their taxes will soon be going up. That's going to kill our economy. Uh, to veteran executives speaking to people linked to Biden in hopes that they can access the White House. Others are do donating more to Biden's campaign. Hey, to, they're bribing Biden. Right there, we have a, a liberal cotton-headed ninny muggins saying they're donating more to Biden. And here comes another damn pop-up when I'm trying to get somewhere. So, let me copy and paste that to the, the uh, description. There's a link to the article in the description. But, um... You know, where Trump won in 2016 was not the wealthy Wall Street people. I mean, he had friends there that backed him, and he didn't win on campaign donations. I think the, the Clinton campaign may have outspent Trump. Trump campaigned the first time on his own, uh, with his own money, flew his own jets around the country and everything. Um, I mean, for crying out loud, he donates his salary to, donates his salary back to the American people, uh, picks a different, you know, branch of government or charitable thing to donate it to every quarter. He gets paid every three months. By the way, I didn't know presidents got paid every three months. I always wondered, do they get like paid monthly, bi-weekly? What, you know, how's, how do they pay the president? Um, so the way Trump has to win this one, he has to get back on his rallies. And he's going to have to go, you know, rallying just like he did the last time. I mean, he did like three rallies the day before the election, like one at one in the morning, one in the afternoon, and then one like late at night. And, you know, we're talking 20,000 people at each of these rallies. So his, his, his big downturn in, uh, big dip in turnout at the last rally, there were only 12,000 people there. Only 12,000, uh, you know, <laughs> I'm telling you, you, Biden could hold a rally inside a, a telephone booth if telephone booths still existed. <laughs> Biden could, he couldn't even sell out a telephone booth. <laughs> so, um, but, you know, Republicans, we can control the narrative. We can control social media. 
we just have to be careful how we do it. And I've even gone as far as to report Facebook posts of friends of mine. Um, just because it's so stupid, it's obviously fake right-wing news, which is just as bad as fake left-wing news, you know? So, I, I mean, but we can control that. Like, you know, you're seeing all this stuff now about the high, the increase in uh virus cases uh the highest since mid-april but they're not really that high you know ohio 87 new cases or something like that uh were reported monday right well 87 people didn't get sick on monday that's just when the state got the reports from all of the hospitals around the state made it to Columbus to the Department of Health. So, you know, they're giving you these scare numbers, scary numbers, and they're inflated. I'll get to that later. Uh, I found this interesting little thing. Um, maybe it's interesting. But the nicknames of people from each state... Like, well, this isn't that exciting. Alabama. People from Alabama are called Alabamians. Alaska are Alaskans. Oh, that's not, not exciting. Arizona, Arizonans. Arcan Everything's just something that ends in an an. Coloradans. Connecticuters. Now, that's different. Connecticuters. People from Connecticut. Delawareans. And it's kind of lame. Floridians, Georgians, that's eh, not exciting about that. Hawaii just calls their, their people are just called Hawaii residents. Yeah, Idahoan potatoes. Hoosiers, now that's a cool one. It, the state of Indiana, the residents are called Hoosiers. Uh, also a very good basketball movie. Kansans, Kentuckians, Louisianans, Ma people from Maine are known as Mainers. That's that's interesting. Maryland residents are called Marylanders. Very good. Oop, something got cut off here. I don't acknowledge that state up north. Mississippians, and eh, it's not exciting. Missourians, and eh, it's not cool. Montanans, no. no. No, people from Nebraska are not called Nebraskans. They're called Cornhuskers. I, I debate that one. <clears throat> New Hampshireites. People from Ohio are sometimes called Ohioans, but we, those of us that are born and raised here prefer the term Buckeye. Thank you. Oregons are called Oregonians. That's lame. Rhode Islanders. Let's see if there are any more cool ones on this. Texas. People are called Texans. 
people from Utah are called Utans. U-T-A-H-N-S. Utans. It's also a word we use around the Pittsburgh area. Ewans. Or Yins. Yins is short for Ewans. wonder why people from Virginia aren't called virgins. Ah. Yeah, Wisconsinites, Wyomingites, pop-up at... Oh, shit. Now I'm going... All right. Well, there's a link in the description if you want to listen to all that crap. Um, I was talking about the uh, inflated corona... Or, or really not to say virus, I think, on YouTube. The inflated virus numbers. Well, okay... Cases in U.S. may be 10 times higher than previously thought by CDC. Uh, Might have been higher than the prevention of disease control, blah, blah, blah. Speaking to reporters Thursday, CDC Director Robert Redford, or (laughs) Redfield, Robert Redford was an actor, sorry. Robert Redfield said that Our best estimate right now is that for every case that was reported, there were actually 10 other infections. Surveys of blood samples taken from different locations around the country suggest between 5 and 8% of people in the U.S. may have already contracted the virus. Some only experienced minimal symptoms while others remained asymptomatic. That means... You had the virus, but you didn't have any symptoms, didn't get sick, basically. Uh, In the beginning, there wasn't a lot of testing that was done for younger asymptomatic individuals. So I think it's important for us to realize that we probably recognized about 10% of the outbreak by the methods that we use to diagnose between March, April, and May, Redfield said. The latest data compiled released by John Hopkins University shows that as of Thursday afternoon, there have been around 2.4 million confirmed cases. The CDC estimate is true. The number could be around 20 million cases. This means that a large part of the population is still at risk. See, they always have to put the gloomy doomy thing in there. They always have to scare you. This is what the media does. So, uh, yeah, okay. A large part of the population may still be at risk. Okay. But the estimates, if the estimates are right, so many people got sick. We only tested the sickest of the sick. Most, the vast majority of them recovered. Okay? Then you had people that I know that got sick, had the symptoms, but never went to a hospital. And there were some that went to a hospital and were diagnosed with an unidentifiable respiratory infection. And without any treatment... You know, I mean, like the most basic treatment the doctors can give you, like an antibiotic and, you know, pat on the ass and go home. Um, they got 
they got better. Okay? So, and I also met or talked to a friend last night. And someone in his family died of a heart attack. They knew he had a bad heart. His heart was going to give out. He died of a heart attack. Heart disease. Heart attack brought on by heart disease. But when the hospital tested him for the virus, they found out he had the virus in his system. The hospital literally said to him, do you, or not to him, he was dead. <laughs> Pardon me. To his family, do you mind if we mark this as a death caused by the virus because we'll get more money from the government? So I have firsthand knowledge now, if they did that to one person, okay, in my Wheelo County, that was, you know, the one of the last ones to get uh, the outbreak in Ohio, uh, and we've had a, a very few, but still a few too many deaths and cases. If the, if one, if they did that to one. How many more did they do that to that we haven't heard about? And how many people did they mark virus death and not ask the family? But ba 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 I'm loving it. So, there you go. We learned some life lessons. You don't hit women, because if you do, you're a coward. I'll let me tell you a little story before I gizzo. So, uh, listening to this young lady's story about domestic violence, um, did I mention she was beautiful? And uh, it reminded me of a story my grandmother used to tell me about my my pap. He was he was a little bit of a on the sauce at times. Um, and so back in the day, you know, like, would have been like late 40s, maybe early 1950s, I don't know, somewhere in the, after World War II, before 1960, um, they, or my pap was at a bar after work, um, and grandma didn't drink, so she wasn't there, but, uh, friends told her this story that there was this guy in there talking about he how he beat some woman up and um <coughs> shit fire my pap says to the bartender at Pop's Tavern finally he had enough you know, he was in there to watch the baseball game because not every home had televisions probably this might have been like one of the only televisions in town at the time, right? It was a different time back in the olden days, you kiddies. So Pap was in there watching the ball game, and there's this loudmouth at the other end of the bar bragging about how he beat up some woman. So finally my Pap had enough of it and said to the bartender slash owner, uh, open that door, he's going out. And the bartender knew how my pap could uh, be once he got a few drinks in him. And so he held the door open and my pap knocked this guy off his bar stool and out into the street with one punch. 
because he was in there bragging about hitting women. And my pap always said, you know, only a coward hits a woman. So uh, I'll leave you with that words of wisdom from my pap. Uh, only a coward hits women. And uh, with that, with that, God bless y'all. Um, you guys have a good rest of your lives if I never see or hear from you again. Um, and uh, remember to pray for each other, man. Prayer works and we all need prayer. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Oh, the Lord says you got to rise up. <laughs> That's my Southern Baptist impersonation. <laughs>